Welcome to the second episode of Deadly Ever After. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm here with my co-host and husband, Harry. Uh, Harry, Harry. Uh, thanks, Elizabeth. Um, excited for episode two. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We are so excited because we are bringing you a really good case, and it's much more modern um, than the staircase, although not dissimilar. So we've had a couple questions um, from our listeners about why the podcast is titled Deadly Ever After. And it's because um, as a happily married couple, we are just so curious about what happens to some of these people that makes them go from happily ever after to deadly ever after. Deadly ever after. after. Yeah. So um, today's case is just like a a perfect example of that. There's really no great explanation um, or why. Episode two is the case of the Watts family. On Monday, August 13th, 2018, Nicole Atkinson called 911 in Frederick, Colorado, after not being able to get in touch with her friend, Shanann Watts. The operator asked Nicole when she had last seen her friend. Nicole said that she had driven Shanann home from the airport that morning at 1.48 a.m. since they had been on a business trip together in Arizona. Nicole told the 911 operator she had texted Shanann and didn't receive a response, which was out of character. She also said that Shanann had an OBGYN appointment at 10 a.m. that she had missed, which was also concerning because Shanann was 12 weeks pregnant with her third child. Prior to calling 911, Nicole and her son drove to the Watts home and rang the doorbell. No one answered, so Nicole peered in the windows and looked into the garage. She saw that Shanann's- There was Shanann's body. That's not funny. Is that supposed to be funny? No, I was trying to trying to guess what what was happening. Yeah. No, she saw that Shanann's car was parked inside. Worried, she called Shanann's husband, Chris, who told her that his wife had taken their kids to a play date. Nicole asked Chris to come back to the house to check on Shanann, and he agreed, leaving work to come meet Nicole at the house. After hanging up with Chris, Nicole called the police. The police arrived at the home before Chris Watts did. He gave the police permission to search the home for any signs of Shanann or her two kids, and the police found the house empty. They noticed that Shanann's purse, wallet, and keys were still inside the house, along with her cell phone. Chris gave the police consent to unlock Shanann's phone, and it showed that she hadn't made any phone calls or sent any text messages after arriving home from the airport earlier that morning. And Shanann actually had two cell phones, one for personal use and the other for business. She worked at home in direct sales, which is a job that necessitates constant contact with customers. Um, Nicole Atkinson worked with Shanann and said that she would never have gone anywhere without both of her cell phones. Hmm. The police also found asthma medication and an EpiPen at the house, um, which belonged to Chris Watts' children. The police concluded that there wasn't anything suspicious or indicating foul play inside the Watts house. The fact that Shanann and her children left without bringing any personal belongings, including life-saving medication, was unsettling, but didn't technically prove anything. Exactly. Like, they could have been going to the doctors to get more, more of that medication. So well, at she, this point. she would have brought her purse if they were going to the, I mean, she was supposed to be at the doctor's, but um yeah right. she, yeah and i mean she can't walk there this is frederick colorado which is like an hour less than an hour north of denver so it's kind of like suburbish 
So okay, gotcha. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. Is there a, maybe um not to jump ahead, but maybe uh, she had two cell phones. Maybe she ha- did. She have two purses um and and two sets of um medication. So maybe that was. I no what no women we have like a primary bag uh, yeah she probably had more than one physical purse but we have like a bag that's our primary bag that has all our stuff in it. Hmm. Okay. All right. I think I'm jumping ahead a bit. Um because I've already got questions about maybe about the cell phone towers and things like that, but I think I'll just let you keep, keep going. The only thing that police made a note of is that Chris and Shanann's bed was stripped bare. The sheets and blankets were nowhere to be found. The mattress cover and pillows were on the floor next to the bed. Chris told officers that he and Shanann had slept in the master bedroom together that night when she got home from the airport. So what he's telling police basically is like, yeah, the bed was made and it was normal when I slept here with her last night. And now at like noon or whatever, I think it's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's not made. It's weird. Mm, okay. So basically we have a situation where um, Shanann and uh, the two, two kids are walk, walking around without a purse somewhere carrying, carrying uh, used, you know, all the bed sheets so that's sounding um, you're, you're I mean, not I, I don't want to seriously jump. this is not harry this is not funny it no the I'm, woman I'm and her trying. two and her two children they're like i'm not i'm not i'm not that's not where i'm coming from at all i'm just trying to say that the, it's improbable uh like that that's what that's what that's the only explanation so far and that doesn't seem likely so i think i'm missing some information so I'll, i'm just going to let you continue the Watts's doorbell camera showed Shanann arriving home from the airport and Nicole Atkinson performing a wellness check later that day. No one else appeared on the camera. Police asked neighbors if they had any security cameras and the next door neighbor had a camera set up that faced the Watts's driveway. The camera captured Nicole Atkinson's car leaving the Watts home at 1.48 a.m. on August 13th. At 5.27 a.m., it showed Chris Watts backing his pickup truck into the garage. Chris claims he was loading tools into the bed of his truck, but the camera footage did not allow the police to see what he was loading into the back. The footage does not show any other vehicles arriving at or leaving from the Watts house from the time that Chris left for work and when the police arrived to investigate. So it's like they have Shanann coming home, they have Nicole Atkinson showing up concerned about Shanann and then they have the police coming and they have Chris leaving for work and that's it. We don't actually see Shanann leave the house at any point on this footage. Chris claims that before this week, the family had all been in North Carolina on vacation where both Shanann and Chris's parents lived and that they had arrived home on August 7th. On August 10th, Shanann left for her work trip in Arizona. We know she came home around 2 a.m. Apparently, she climbed into bed next to Chris, who woke up for work around 4 a.m. He also woke Shanann up to have a quote-unquote emotional conversation for 30 to 40 minutes. They discussed arranging a multi-week separation, and he made the distinction clear to police that this was a discussion and not an argument. Then he loaded up... I mean, I think we've we've had to make that distinction. Yeah. um, (laughs) You know, so I, I, I do... Although, it's usually when we're uh, having an argument that we make the distinction. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think in 
I, I guess a lot of a lot of the time, if you're having a, a discussion in public, it gets it gets misinterpreted as an argument sometimes. But we do have our arguments as well. Um, misinterpreted but, by who? By me? No, oh, no, I'm not talking about. No, I'm not talking about earlier. I'm talking about like you know, uh, like last week at the cafe. <laughs> you know that. Well, that was thing. no, Harry. That was not an argument. Exactly. That was not an argument, but I think a lot of people around us, like I remember <laughs> there's, there's that other couple that were looking, they're like, oh, what, what are, they, are these two? They weren't even, no one's even listening to us. Everyone thinks, listen, everyone like walks around in the world thinking that everyone is looking at them and listening to them and they're not. We're all, everyone has fucking Apple pods in all the time. No one's even listening. So the fact that you were like embarrassed is just, True. Yeah, true, no one no true. one cares no one cares oh uh, no true exactly exactly i'm just saying I, I don't this isn't looking good for where i don't like where this story is going uh but i can relate to the idea of a uh of an of, of an argument um uh, sorry discussion being being um construed misconstrued as a, as an argument so i um from that point of view i i do see where where chris is is, if you uh, woke me up at 4 a.m. to have an emotional conversation, I would be furious. It wouldn't even be an argument. It would be a fist fight. True. Yeah. And I would, that's why I would never do that. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, that's why. I would, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Husbands, take yeah. note. Don't wake us up at 4 a.m. <laughs> we need our beauty sleep. Exactly. Yeah. And also a tip for husbands. If you snore, just go sleep in another room. Okay. Ugh, just do, yes. your, do your wife a favor and just. Yeah. Just and get you, out. You, take yeah. the initiative and just go you know don't try don't try get on the couch machine. yeah just go straight to the couch okay it, yeah it has saved our relationship no strips that, so. are a fucking joke they don't help you breathe better and you're too young for a cpap machine even though honestly harry i do feel like that would help you that would help you sleep better it, it might um, your snoring is alarming well yeah it was literally alarming um yeah yeah it would wake you up um you know in the past so uh but you know what the couch is the couch is the couch it's not like a bed uh it's i do feel that it's probably my well, it's a sectional it's not supposed to be like a bed yeah yeah exactly i mean you you won't get the best you won't get a perfect night's sleep but do you do you really need that not really you just need to get your get your seven hours doesn't in whatever way and um you know it like i said it has it has saved our marriage so um i really recommend that to, to any um um husbands or, or wives that you know a lot of women snore too don't forget that um who snore yeah yeah okay i feel like we've gotten a little off topic then he loaded up his truck and left for work this was at 5 45 a.m at which point chris claims he last saw shanann asleep in their bedroom Chris Watts arrived at his work site that morning and was alone for several hours. He worked for Anadarko Oil and Gas Company. In talking to police, Chris said he believed Shanann had taken the girl somewhere and left their house voluntarily. He said he blamed himself for Shanann leaving because it was clearly the result of the conversation they'd had earlier that morning. Which, as we said, don't wake us up at 4 a.m. to talk about the marriage. That's horrible. <clears throat> right right yeah do it at eight or ten do it in the evening do it at night because then exactly because you, can, you can't have hooch at four. i guess you could have, you could be drunk at four in the morning but it's a conversation it, you need to have over wine obviously exactly you know and you know what you have a few you have a few beers you have a few wines and then then you think you know do 
do we really need to have this emotional conversation? Right. Oftentimes just the, just the having a couple of drinks um, lets you not, you don't have to go into. Yeah. Things that seemed like they were such a big deal, like in the cafe, which you're still clearly mad about. Yeah. They just melt away and you don't even have to bring them up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you know, you just forget about those um, issues. Um, after a couple of beers and then you realize eh, it's not, not for non-issues yeah non non you know that's yeah. what yeah i think if you can have a few beers and forget about your problems then they will never problems anyway yeah that's so, so australian of you Gary's australian <laughs> right. she didn't know so anyway shanann's parents were notified that their daughter was missing they promptly told the police that chris had probably quote done something unquote to shanann and the kids Shanann worked from home as a salesperson for Thrive Marketing, which has been proven to be a multi-level marketing scheme. Um, she posted photos of herself, Chris, and her kids many, many times per day, every day on social media, especially on Facebook. She and Chris would promote themselves wearing the Thrive Wellness patches on their arms, which is kind of like um, a nicotine patch, only it's pumping God knows what into their veins. And people commented that the way Shanann and Chris interacted in these videos was indicative of a troubled relationship. Uh, in, in what way would that be, do you think? They just, I, like, um, people would just say that they, like, Shanann seemed really controlling. She was always telling Chris, like, which way to look and, like, kind of just like a weird, like, do you ever meet couples that are just like, the way they interact is just, like, awkward? right people yeah. said that they just seemed really awkward in these videos um and oh, like okay. I, and they were she's posting many a day so it's not like they have one awkward video there's like eight of them you know and that's only tuesday yeah so, right yeah that's a bit that's yeah. a bit much yeah and just, i mean you know yeah. it's one thing it's one thing to ask your partner to to do something you want um but it's you know i think there is a line between that and just being you know just being too controlling and yeah that doesn't sound, doesn't sound yeah good. um it was fitting that shanann spent so much time on facebook since that was how she and chris initially met back in 2010 oh. both were living in north carolina and had health issues shanann had been diagnosed with lupus fibromyalgia and migraines and chris weighed 245 pounds which um on his frame is is quite overweight when they met up mm. for their first date Chris was really understanding of Shanann's multitude of health problems. All their friends agreed that their chemistry was electric and they seemed to be very in love. Chris and Shanann were married in 2012 and soon after they moved to Frederick, Colorado, um, as I already said, a small town less than an hour north of Denver. And everyone- that, um, Sorry to interrupt, that just, <laughs> that's just giving me some flashbacks to one of our earlier dates where we kind of we bonded over the fact that I, I've, you know, I'm a, I'm an asthmatic, I've got asthma and, and you've, um, you had eczema at the time. I don't know, I just remember well, it's, that. Well, it's a lifelong condition. You just, you learn to get it under control, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. I, I do, I do see how like health problems can help, um, you know, can help forge well, a sense just, of chemistry. You know? Yeah. It just makes you see, it just makes you feel like, oh, this person loves me for, for me, you know, like, he was really fat and she, you know, she kind of saw past that, which I think is really sweet. He's, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, it's not like we're codependent because we, we both have, uh, we both have an issue and like, we're the only ones for each other. It's not like that at all. It's, it is just out of pure 
um, selfless, um, you know, love and chemistry, as I, as I mentioned. Earlier. Well, he wasn't like, I mean, I think if you're like the caretaker, that could maybe get, that's like a different thing. But these, you know, Shanann was, was active, you know, she kind of still, um, yeah, she, Chris would leave for work every day and kind of leave her to do that, the household stuff and her um, Thrive marketing. Unfortunately, this lifestyle rarely comes without a cost. Chris and Shanann were thrilled to build their dream house from the ground up shortly after moving to Frederick. Their house cost them $400,000 to build and mandated mandated a $2,700 a month mortgage payment. Can you even imagine? Yeah. Yeah. I've never even seen a $400,000 house. Yeah, that's that's pretty steep. Both of their kids attended a private school that cost $500 a week per child. Shanann also had a neck surgery at one point that cost $100,000 and the Watts had to pay $25,000 out of their own pockets. To top all of this off, both Shanann and Chris still had student loans to pay. Mm -hmm. All of these expenses, coupled with the necessities of living, caused the Watts to accrue $448,000 in debt. So their quote-unquote perfect lifestyle was completely unsustainable. Chris allegedly confided these financial stressors to various friends. In 2015, the couple filed for bankruptcy. It took several months, but their case was eventually settled. The Watts immediately launched themselves back into financial trouble by racking up credit card debt. They owed the largest amounts to Toys R Us and Ford Motors. Chris claimed he wanted to downsize, but Shanann refused to sell the house. And at the time of Shanann's murder, all of the Watts' credit cards were maxed out. So that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of stress. Like the the um, Petersons, by comparison, they were like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. These people are almost half a million dollars in debt. So and, uh, that's and intense. You, you have, yeah, you have to question their decisions a bit as well. I mean, you know, I mean, you're that you're that far in debt, and you're still spending money on toys. Well, I mean, that's hard, you know, because you're a parent and you want to give your kids like the best of everything. So like that part, I actually have like sympathy for. Um, just because I have a little bit of personal experience in that realm. Um, but I agree, like, this is this is pretty intense. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, on the other hand, you know, you give a kid a cardboard box and they're entertained for, for days, you know what I mean? Whereas, Harry, that, you know, no, no kid, no, that's, you're dating yourself. No kids play with cardboard anymore. That is not true. No, maybe I am, yeah. Yeah. In May 2019, Shanann found out she was pregnant with their third child, a boy. She told Chris by greeting him at the door of their home wearing a shirt that said, oops, we did it again, um, which I think is really cute. Uh, Chris was not. I, I don't I don't get it. What is oops? Because they because they is, already have two kids. Uh, oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Right. I was confused because I thought the song, the Britney Spears song was oops. I did it again. Well, yeah, but you can't get pregnant by yourself, Harry. No. Yeah, it does take two to tango in there doesn't it chris was not thrilled with this news which we know because shanann videotaped chris's reaction and posted it to facebook where shanann saw joy and love perhaps chris only saw crippling financial debt when faced with the prospect of a new baby during shanann's six-week trip to north carolina she spent a lot of time with her mother and brother she also spent time with chris's parents even though they did not like each other Chris's parents did not like Shanann from their very first meeting and had always disapproved of their relationship, so much so that they did not attend Chris and Shanann's wedding. 
And a, a lot of people like play that up. Like that's a reason you shouldn't get married. But like, again, look at us, your mom didn't come to our wedding. And you know, sometimes um, people's parents are just, you know, it's just better to let sleeping dogs lie. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and I, I won't go into the reasons why she didn't come, but a lot of them weren't anything to do with you as well. So it's not, um, there are people have personal reasons for not attending you know, significant uh, life events um, that, and right. so you, we just sometimes you just need to respect that. Right. I mean, um, I do, I do think like this was personal. They didn't attend because they didn't, they didn't want to go. So, okay. Yeah. So I mean, our, so we're, I mean, obviously we're a little different, but yeah, different probably. in that way but, too. But also, and also for that, for Chris and Shanann, this is probably a blessing in disguise. I mean, they would soon, they would end up being so far in debt that, I mean, think of the, the food, that they saved on you know the money they saved on catering by having two less guests i think they had a pretty big wedding i saw um did you watch the netflix documentary on this like i told you to an american murder no i'm sorry not all of it no okay because like it's pretty far in it i guess but they do have um, i'm just gonna be on um, i just really want to be honest because i just i had i didn't see it at all okay well now there's no point but i mean it was pretty good but they do have um, video footage of Chris and Shanann's wedding, and it doesn't really look like they spared much expense anyway. It looked like pretty, pretty nice wedding. So, so another couple of plates of like, you know, roast. roast I mean, I don't think it was gravy. like a four hundred and fifty dollar a head like dinner. Like, I don't. Yeah, they're not. Is it was buffet style, so it's kind of like you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Despite all the animosity. Shanann often said that she did not want her personal feelings to get in the way of her kids having a relationship with their paternal grandparents. During their vacation, Chris's parents held a party for all of their grandchildren, and Shanann was in attendance along with her girls. At some point during the party, though, Shanann told Chris's mother that one of the girls had a very intense nut allergy, and she couldn't have anything with nuts. Chris's mom proceeded to serve ice cream that contained nuts at the party. And Shanann stopped her daughter from eating the ice cream, but a huge fight between Chris's mom and Shanann ensued, obviously. Mm. Um, Chris's mom clearly thought that the kid's allergy was fake or overblown or that Shanann was just like crazy and overbearing. And in text messages between the two, Chris was sympathetic to this incident, but he didn't really defend Shanann as strongly as she asked him to. Uh, Remember, he's still in Colorado at this time. And as her trip wore on, Chris became more and more distant towards Shanann. He didn't text her back quickly or answer a lot of her phone calls, and he wasn't as affectionate towards her. Um, her attempts at phone sex were ignored. Mm-hmm. And um, most upsettingly, he never once asked Shanann about the pregnancy. He didn't ask her like, oh, how are you feeling? How's it going? So that, um, that really hurt her feelings. The so summer he's, was- he's, he's basically taken taken the side of his his crazy crazy mom who tried to like poison her that, grandkid yeah, poison, yeah. yeah. seriously so, so already there's some some red flags with the you know chris and um and his family right yeah totally the summer was winding to a close and chris flew to north carolina to join shanann and the kids on the last week of their vacation if shanann thought this would help bridge the gap in her marriage she was terribly mistaken Chris was even more distant in person. He refused to kiss or touch her, and the couple slept in different bedrooms. Well, not that there's anything wrong with that. As we nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong. Yeah, you know, and and in fact, if you 
if you've got separate bedrooms, that's that, that's ideal, you know, like, yeah, yeah I don't, we, we don't have that and we make it work. Yeah. Well, it's, it, yeah, it's like adds like a level of sexiness almost. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Shanann would constantly barrage Chris with questions, asking him what was wrong and what had changed between them. And eventually he told her that they simply weren't compatible anymore and he wanted to separate and sell their house. He also told her he was happy with their two kids and didn't want a third. Ooh. Yeah. So that's that's really something he probably should have said to her before. I mean, she's only 12 weeks pregnant, so it's not like it's too late. But for someone that, like, wants a baby, that's a pretty hurtful thing to say. Not, not what you want to hear. Yeah. Not what you want to hear. And also, it's like, you kind of, you can't just tell someone that you're not compatible anymore if half of, if half of the couple is still in love. That's not how that works. Mm. You know? Because it's like, she felt like, obviously, she was compatible with him. So, I just, I find that to be kind of a bullshit thing to say, so... So don't even try it, Harry. Describing what was happening between her and Chris, her friends asked her if she thought Chris might be having an affair and Shanann laughed the suggestion off because, quote, Chris had no game, end quote. Mm. Her friends weren't as certain and Shanann, despite her calm exterior, began going over the couple's credit card charges with a fine-tooth comb, which every wife should be doing anyway, just as a matter of household budgeting. And every husband. Yeah, everyone needs to be obsessing over the credit card because otherwise things go out of control. And you know what? We you can be we've turned it into something that was um stressful and that caused arguments into something that we could kind of bond over, you know. I mean, I like wouldn't we, call it fun, but yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Not, yeah. It's not, not something fun, you have to no. screw yeah, you don't have to get in an argument over it. Unless yeah. you buy something really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Wow yeah yeah that the other person thinks is stupid right well i some some purchases are objectively just inappropriate so yeah but then yeah yeah uh, we're not we're not talking about the playstation 5 are we we're not harry i uh, please just stop okay you can't be mad at that so we got a refund yeah, it's you have a perfectly good PS2. Get, you can't and... get them anymore. You cannot get them anymore. Can so that's that's why, like I, I did mention that at the time. Like, it's an investment. Oh, it was an investment, I should say. Um, but um, you know what? I th- I there's going to be they'll come out again soon. So, um, yeah, I I feel like I'm coming across um, in more defensive than I actually am. I I think it's it's a uh, I, it's I not that you understand. can't have one. I just like they're gonna release a PS6, and then these things they'll be like they'll be like lining the sidewalks with the PS5. So it's like why even waste the money? That's it's fair. like when a, it's like when a new iPhone comes. It's like just wait a little bit, and then it's, I'm not saying you can't have one. It just wasn't the time, was it? Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. So it's just a, a lot of it is about timing. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see what what Chris is what Chris was was using his credit card for because um I'm sure it was it was way worse than whatever we've done. Well, yeah, you're about to find out. So that Saturday night, Shanann was with her friends in Arizona when she noticed a charge for dinner at a restaurant in Frederick, Colorado. 
She immediately texted Chris about it, and he responded that he had just grabbed dinner before going to a Rockies game. Shanann went so far as to look up the menu at the restaurant, and doing the math, she figured out that his bill should have been much lower than the charge that appeared on their credit card statement. And honestly, it's like, I applaud that level of detective work. She, like, cross-referenced what he said he ate with the prices on the menu, and basically, yeah, caught him in a Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing that she thought to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think they had I think they had one of that, those apps on your phone where it's like as soon as the charge, the card gets charged, it like pops up on your iPhone. Uh, so okay. I have that um, for our card. So really? Yeah. Huh. You don't? No, I know. I didn't I didn't know you could. That's a thing. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, now in yeah sorry you go okay it should be noted that during these few months oh no no no. so i did just want to say though like okay she's cross-referenced the menu but we're talking about what was a 300 pound man eating eating a quick bite before a a baseball game i mean to us that might be you know some wings or something but for, for for such a giant man that could be i mean maybe he's having like a couple of steaks and a some potatoes and things so i i don't know if that's or are you saying that when she actually checked it, it checked the he what he ordered was yeah. different yeah yeah yeah. Oh, like she, okay. yeah she's like she's like oh you're out to dinner he's like yeah i just grabbed like a beer and a salmon and she's like oh interesting salmon is like 22 dollars. why is your bill 60 oh okay got it got it oh, okay it, i thought there was a bit yeah. of i thought she was kind of throwing shade at him because he was he, he he was a pig like he just eats too much you know well no the thing it's funny that you say that because during these few months the when she was in north carolina for such a long time chris watts lost a lot of weight he changed his mm-hmm. diet he probably used to eat a lot of steak and potatoes and he began working out every day like pretty religiously um, he took Shanann's Thrive nutritional products and he was able to drop his weight down to 185 pounds. And I think, I don't know how tall he is, but, but yeah, he went from like, you know, a fat dude to like in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, in the documentary, if you'd watched it, you'd see like there was a lot of videos of him doing like push-ups and he has pretty big muscles. So he he got into like pretty solid shape. Okay. Just probably why he ordered the salmon. It's a healthy, healthy choice. On the evening of August 13th, 12 hours after Shanann's disappearance, Chris's friends came over to his house to check on him. They said he was cleaning when they got there, and he told them he planned to sleep in the house that night in case Shanann and the girls came home. So he was still operating under the delusion that Shanann had left their home willingly or even alive. And a police officer called Chris way later into the evening to ask him a few additional questions, and the officer noted that Chris did not once, during the entirety of their conversation, ask if the police had any updates on his family right. which is like if i went missing that would you know if, if you heard from the police like that would be your first question you'd be like oh my god you know yeah and i for you that would i would be like do you have any updates but he didn't do that uh that that is very strange by the morning of august 14th no one had heard from shanann watson over 24 hours which as we've established is not how this lady rolled she was active on social media she texted her friends she called people yeah she 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 was i mean she she was a handful you know well that's rude no she wasn't a hand but i just uh, all i'm trying to do is 
hammer home that like it's weird that she hasn't posted anything in 24 hours it's out of character oh okay yeah okay like you don't even have instagram so if no one heard from you for like two weeks on the internet no one would be worried but shenan wants is like total opposite so that's yeah no one would would know if i disappeared no it would take a long time for them to notice right yeah um the police came back even even for you it would take it would take you a while to notice due to our sleeping arrangements and our work schedules, you know? My friends would notice, though. Like, and, like, on Instagram and stuff and TikTok, people would notice. Oh, uh, no, no. I'm, t- like, for you to notice me. Oh, I... well, n- no, I don't think so. I mean, But if, like, if I was out of town, like, Shanann, and, and you went missing, it would take a while. True. You're just kind of a loner, that's all. Yeah, well, yeah lone wolf right sure the police came back to the watts home that morning to conduct another search when they opened the front door the house reeked of cleaning chemicals like bleach chris had Mm. done laundry uh washing his children's sheets and making their beds up he had also scrubbed the floors and the bathrooms the police found so the. You sh- just have at this at this moment. You just have to imagine like where his mind's at. Like his his whole family's gone missing. He has I to actually, distract himself by this like, isn't that, cleaning. Yeah, this isn't that weird to me as someone that stress cleans um, pretty mm. often. I I actually can identify with this like a little bit. I probably wouldn't do laundry just because doing laundry sucks. But um, yeah, I could see like cleaning the bathroom to kind of relieve some of your, um, you know, anxiety. I, totally, yeah. uh, I would say pretty stupid though because if you want you know you want your wife and kids back and you know you're potentially wiping away clues right so well yeah that's not, not I mean, the smart not the smartest thing to do um, but he still thinks that they're he he thinks she's just gone on a really long walk with his, their kids at this point he just thinks she's mm-hmm. she's walking to denver and she's gonna walk home that night and when she does her house is gonna be really clean right right yeah yeah okay police when they came back to the house that uh the next day they found the sheets and the pillowcases from the master bedroom in the garbage so you'll remember when they first checked the house the the bed was stripped bare and chris watts was like oh that's weird we slept in it this morning um Mm -hmm. yeah now they know where some of the stuff is gone it's in the garbage Mm -hmm. the police interviewed chris again that day and he told them that he and shanann had fallen out of love and were growing apart the police asked Chris if he was dating anyone else, and he said he was not. Mm. On that very same day, though, a woman named Nicole Kessinger drove to the Frederick Police Department. She said she had been having an affair with Chris Watts for the last two months. They were both employed by Anadarko Oil and Gas, Nicole working in the office and Chris working out in the oil fields. So she- why, did you, why was she prompted to, to make this admission? I, I'm gonna get there just okay. uh, relax he would often drop into the office unannounced and the two began flirting with one another Nicole told police she knew Chris was married but that he told her he and his wife were in the beginning stages of filing for divorce which mm. ladies rookie mistake they're never if a guy tells you that he's lying so don't trust mm. him Nicole claims she didn't know Chris had kids until they began sleeping together a few days later Nicole told police that she became very upset with Chris after seeing reports of Shanann's disappearance on the local news. She also claimed that this was how Nicola had learned 
that Shanann was newly pregnant. Chris responded by denying that Shanann's baby was his. Um, Nicole says she doubted this and that's what prompted her to go to the police. She saw the report of this, you know, pregnant mother missing and, and obviously, yeah. Right. Does that answer your question? Um, it does. Yeah, that, that, that does explain things. Okay. Before going to the station, though, Nicole Kessinger deleted all text messages and photos of Chris Watts and herself off of her cell phone. Hmm. Luckily, the police were able to recover all of this because um, although she claimed she wanted to like do the right thing by cooperating with police, it became really evident that Nicole was downplaying her relationship with Chris to avoid getting into legal trouble herself. Um, and in multiple interviews with the police, Nicole claimed that Chris was way more into her than she was into him and that the relationship was like really casual. Oh, okay. The police were able to get a much clearer picture after combing through Nicole's phone and computer. Nicole claimed to not even know Chris's wife's name, but she had evidently Googled Shanann months before she ever went missing. So that's, we know that's a lie. Nicole lied. Nicole had also Googled destination wedding spots and wedding dresses, leading police to believe that the affair was much more intense than Nicole was letting on. Or oh, there, oh, there was another man involved that she was going to no, get married come to. On. No. no. Is that, that's impossible, is it? That's impossible. Yeah. It's, we, don't, we don't know about another man. No, there's no other man, Harry. There's only one man in this case, and it's Chris fucking Watts. Hmm. The police went through Chris Watts's cell phone and found naked photos of Nicole Kessinger and himself, plus a plethora of text messages and phone calls. Police eventually figured out that while Shanann had been in North Carolina, Chris had spent essentially every day with Nicole Kessinger, and that's probably why he had been so distant towards his wife. Mm. After learning all of this, the police began to seriously suspect Chris Watts of foul play. They reached and out you to You know Chris what? I, I'm trying to keep an open mind, but I'm, I'm starting to suspect him too yeah uh, well what's the alternative there aren't any owls yeah, in colorado yeah i mean the his mom maybe but i mean the he even if his mom is involved in this it's he's still partially responsible for not defending shenan more they reached out to chris's employer to try to iron out chris's timeline on august 13th and because chris's truck was a work vehicle it had a GPS system installed in, in it that recorded his every move. Ugh, every husband's car should have that feature. Oh my God, love that. Right. Yeah, I mean, not every, yeah. All right, won't get into that. Anadarko Oil and Gas handed these records over to the police immediately upon their request. And the records showed that Chris started up his car around 5 a.m. on August 13th, where he left it idling for almost 30 minutes. He then drove the truck to a worksite 319, which was a cattle ranch filled with oil wells 50 miles away from Frederick. He spent a half hour there alone before any of his other coworkers arrived. Upon learning this, the police drove straight out to site 319 and began searching for any trace of Shanann or her kids. During Chris's second police interview on August 15th, they subjected him to a lie detector test, which he failed miserably. The police confronted Chris and told him they knew he was lying. Chris admitted to having an affair, but refused to give up Nicole Kessinger's name to police. Chris Watts also continued to deny that he had harmed Shanann or his kids in any way. Chris's father, Ronnie, had flown to Frederick, Colorado and was allowed to see Chris at the police station during a break in his son's interrogation. 
The police, before they left, reminded the Wattses that their conversations would be recorded. But of course, as soon as they closed the door behind them, Chris Watts immediately started describing what happened to Shanann to his dad. Chris oh, said, no. yeah, Chris said he watched Shanann suffocate their kids on the baby monitor in the master bedroom. He ran in to intervene, but was too late. So he began strangling Shanann. He felt her body go limp and he didn't attempt CPR or call 911. He loaded the bodies of his wife and children into his truck and drove to site 319. The police listened raptly to this com- confession. Why did he do that? What? Why did he drive why did he drive them all out there? That's Cuz he's trying to get rid of them. But hmm after okay. Where would you would you would leave them? You would leave them in the house? Well, he's yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. It's uh, it sounds a bit suspicious that he would drive them out. Suspicious? Like, what are you talking about? Well, he's, he's he's confessing. He's guilty. Oh, okay. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he was defending. Okay, sorry. You continue. What is my storytelling that clear? No, I just I think I zoned out for a bit. God. Okay. Unlike my husband, you're right. The police listened raptly to this confession, and Chris Watts was immediately arrested. On the following day, August 16th, 2018, the police found the bodies of each of Chris Watts' two children stuffed into two separate oil tanks at Site 319. Chris admitted to digging a shallow hole in the dirt next to the tanks and laying Shanann's body inside, covering her with a mere three inches of dirt. Chris Watts maintained that he killed his wife after she strangled both of their children in a fit of rage. Police had their doubts about this story since the autopsies performed on the girls' bodies proved that their causes of death were not strangulation, but asphyxiation caused by smothering. There were no finger marks around their necks, which there would have to be in order for Chris's story to be true. When pressed with this information, Chris Watts eventually pled guilty to all three murders in exchange for a plea deal that took the death penalty off the table. One of the most perplexing things about this case is whether or not Chris Watts planned to murder his entire family or if he simply snapped in the early hours of August 13th. There is substantial evidence to support the idea that this crime was premeditated. Firstly, Chris Watts called into his employer, Anadarko Oil and Gas, on Saturday, August 11th, two days before his wife's murder. Chris told his employer that he would be heading straight out to the oil fields on Monday instead of checking in at the office, which is what he normally did. Additionally, Chris's girlfriend, Nicole Kessinger, said that for the entire two months that she and Chris had an affair, he paid for everything in cash because he knew that Shanann would notice any strange charges on his credit card. Ugh, what a piece of shit. On that same Saturday... Uh, Again, husbands and wives, make sure you don't use cash for anything. You gotta track... No one uses cash anyway. Cash is so sketchy. Right. On that same Saturday, August 11th, Chris took Nicole out to dinner and Shanann immediately noticed the charge on their credit card, even though she was in Arizona at this point. The police speculated that Chris finally felt comfortable using his credit card with Nicole because Shanann would be dead as soon as she came back from her business trip early that Monday morning. Oh, dear. The third most damning piece of evidence was what the autopsies themselves revealed. Although Chris Watts claimed to have killed his wife while in a fit of uncontrollable rage, it appears that this is not true. 
both of his children were smothered one at a time. It takes an average of three to four minutes to smother someone. So it took Chris Watts almost 10 minutes to kill both of his children, waiting until his daughters had turned blue so he could be certain that they were dead. And it's like, I've had fits of uncontrollable rage and they definitely don't last for 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah, two two minutes tops, you know. But you're not violent. You're not violent. Are you timing just... me? Yeah. yeah I'm not violent. Just... No, I just, just I cry. Yeah. 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 It's all it's all verbal rather than physical, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, he just he did such a poor job of planning this. If he did plan it, that's that's what I'm. That's why the only reason I'm thinking maybe he didn't plan it because he did it such a poor job of it you know well again he's confessed so he is guilty 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 um shanann's cause of death was proved to be strangulation as well her body was free of any injuries or bruising except for the markings around her neck which were consistent with what the autopsy proved chris watts has never admitted to the order of the killings whether he killed shanann first and then his children or if he killed his children before shanann arrived home from the airport and laid in wait for her on November 6, 2018, Chris Watts ultimately pled guilty to nine felony charges, including the murders of his wife and two children, plus the murder of his unborn child. The judge presiding over this case sentenced him to five life sentences, all of which are ineligible for parole. He is currently housed at a maximum security prison at the Dodge Correctional Institution in Wapen, Wisconsin, where he will remain until his death. So... I guess the question is, yeah, do we think uh, Chris Watts is guilty or innocent? Guilty, Harry. Have you not been listening? He's literally as guilty as they come. Okay, so there's no, there's no other twists and turns that we I, don't know about. Well, what? No, this is the story. I guess story. he did confess. He did confess to it, didn't he? What, what do you? Well, what do you think, Elizabeth? Do you think he? It was out of a fit of rage or that he was premeditated i think it was i think it all hinges on the finances i mean i don't live um we we don't live in a four hundred thousand dollar house but the you no. know the house that we do have um costs a lot you know and, and and we don't have any kids sadly um even though we really wanted them yeah um yes. but they're expensive they're yeah, expensive yeah. And so I, I just think the financial pressure um, overtook him. That's what, and I think, yeah. I, I, and he was in love with somebody else. And I, he's just, yeah, he just wanted a whole new life. He just was tired of, you know, he married, he married somebody and settled down. Then a few years later, he just thought, you know what? This is actually not what I want. And I can lose a bunch of weight and be with this like hot young chick. And he just wanted a do over. Mm. and it's like a lot of us want do-overs but we don't murder our fucking families chris watts no. you know no you, you you make your bed and you've got to lie in it you know mm -hmm. you know so whatever whatever happens you just have to be stoic and um not yeah not you not murder every you know every your family mm -hmm. yeah or you know you have to or you know you stay with your family before that you know don't even get to that stage you know ideally no right yeah you would yeah, just yeah so thank you so much for listening to the second episode of 
Deadly Ever After. Um, we did set up a Patreon. We have a patron. So we just want to say thank you so much to Adrian H for your patronage. Um, I will be printing the buttons this week and I will mail them out to you. So that's exciting. Um, and I just want to add, she's been working really hard on making these buttons. So yeah, um, you're going to really love them, Adrian. We're working, we're working on a full line of merch, but it's taking me as I don't have kind of all the gear I need. Um, but yeah, our little podcast, it's getting off the ground. So again, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, please leave us a rating. Tell us exactly what you think. Um, tell me what you think of me, what you think of Harry, what we can improve upon. Um, if you want to suggest a case, we're totally open to that. I mean, you know, we basically know all of them because we're such big fans, but yeah, if you want to try your luck, maybe you have one, I don't know. And yeah, you know, new episodes, they drop every week. So just, yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks everybody.